What's going on? Welcome into a game day edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson and greetings from the Valley of the Sun where tonight the Pelicans begin a four-game West Coast trip as they take on the Phoenix Suns. No local television will be on national television on TNT and on the call will be Brian Anderson, Stan Van Gundy and Allie LaForce and Brian is kind enough to join us today as he is getting ready for Pelicans and Suns tonight. Brian, I really appreciate the time. How's the season treating you so far? So far, so good. I'm uh, I'm one week in. The NBA is a couple of weeks in, but I was locked up in the MLB postseason um, until the end of the NLCS. Um, so I I started last week, and uh, week one was a success. It was great to be at Madison Square Garden for us, and back on the floor and out of my basement, and not having to look at Stan Van Gundy through plexiglass. Although sometimes that's a better option. Um, <laughs> But it was great, and so I'm I'm really glad to be back in the NBA in the 75th anniversary season. And there's just a lot of pomp and circumstance, and I can't wait to see the Pelicans and the Suns tomorrow. Absolutely, same same goes for us. Uh, tell us from a broadcasting perspective, at least I'm curious. You know the difference between you all being at the arenas and being on the court, between being in a basement, talking through plexiglass. I mean, it's such a big difference. But how, how much? Does it help your job to be able to be on site and be able to call these games on location? Well, it's uh, it's it's like painting in colors, you know, as opposed to black and white for me, because um, I think the analysts generally could do their jobs, you know, as close to what they would normally do. You're taking a lot off the monitor anyway, as an analyst, uh, play by play out of a basement or a studio it's just you're a tick behind you know you just you can't really you got to wait and you don't really have the confidence to bolt some of these calls and um so for me it's it's opened up all these sidelines and even though our our crew did an amazing job and and uh, i'm not complaining at all i understand uh the home broadcast the basement broadcasting studio broadcasting it's kind of what needed to happen and it still has to happen for a lot of uh, RSNs right now. So I understand that. And I've done a lot of it and I've worked with the RSNs in Milwaukee, as you know, with the brewers. So I've been part of that world and, uh, totally get it and great job by our technical crews to make it so we can see the games, but there's just nothing like being there, especially the NBA as fast as it is, uh, to be able to, to look where you want to look as opposed to being dependent on whatever the director takes. And you're kind of receiving what uh, the director of that particular show is giving you. Um, so it's a huge difference. Uh, energy, I can fake it to some extent. Those of us who have been around it for a long time, we can fake the energy and how we would normally call a certain play and how we would normally call a big slam dunk or uh, going to break. All that's kind of muscle memory, uh, but it is just that. It's it's faking it. It's acting a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of performance art when you're not in it, you're not feeling it. So it's great to be back. It's great to be on the floor with fans in the stands. And, you know, um, hopefully we can keep it that way. We got to we got to take care of each other for sure. You know, we're not out of the woods yet. and We could easily go back there, um, but hopefully we can keep it the way we have it now. And, and kudos to the league for making it so. Yeah, very well said there. Uh, let's talk about Pelicans and Suns. As uh, I know the Pelicans are going through a rough patch, but I want to start with the Suns because, you know, with their start, everyone's like, well, what's going on with the Suns? They just made it to the NBA Finals just a year ago. Now that, you know, they're getting off to a slow start. And I, I think it's so hard 
at the beginning of the season to judge teams just based on some teams don't get off to good starts. You're seeing some teams that no one thought would really start really well is doing uh, really well. Is there any concern with you through the first five games with Phoenix or is it just something that they're just going through right now? And, you know, I'm sure they'll pick it up later on. Yeah, I don't, I have no concerns about the Suns. I think they're, um, I think they're stacked. I think they have a great team. I I think, uh, you know, they, they have become the hunted, you know, that's a big difference when teams are gunning for you. They're the, the Western conference champions from a year ago. And, uh, certainly was a surprise team a year ago, but that, that day's over. Uh, they're not going to be a surprise team anymore. They're going to get their best shot from their opponent every day. And, you know, some of their things uh, early in the season, you, you, you're in such a, a quandary to try to get rotations set up. You know, they've had a few pieces missing, not, not to the significance of Zion Williamson, but, you know, they've been missing some pieces and, campaign especially you lose your backup point guard that changes kind of how you want to operate so um no I, I no concerns with the suns i think they're an elite team in the west i think they will have a stake in um in winning the west again um and i i like some of their additions too i mean i think javel mcgee is a huge piece for them that that was the one area where you know watching them last year and covering them through the playoffs as i did last year i just felt like they were a little small with their second group now Frank Kaminsky did a great job and and, you know he's not really in that role but he he performed well but uh, McGee is a big a big uh, lift for them with their second line and uh, he and DeAndre Ayton make a really good tandem um, with their big so I I think they address some of their needs you know and they've they've got a nice little backup in campaign going then they got an emergency point guard too which is already coming into play here and Alfred Payton um, as a starter with the Knicks didn't have great numbers and was, you know, Knicks fans couldn't wait to get him out of the game, <laughs> but he was a very good defense defensive player. And in his role now, it's kind of perfect. And he's just that spot reliever when uh, Chris Paul maybe needs a blow and needs some days, or in this case, uh, Cameron Payne is down. So overall, uh, all positive with the Suns. Uh, I feel like they just needed a bit to kind of get up and running a little bit. And I think they'll be fine. I'm not sure how much interaction you were able to get last year. Um, I know you covered the Suns in the playoffs, but with Willie Green uh, being an assistant under head coach, Monty Williams, and now uh, being the head coach here with the Pelicans, did you have any conversations with him or at least just based on what you know, your thoughts when the Pelicans named him the new head coach this season? Yeah, very popular move. Um, Detroit Willie, we call him. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, not not just last year with the Suns, but, you know, his years with the Warriors as well. And, you know, the guy from a defensive perspective, I think, um, stands above most for his abilities. And so really the transition into the head coaching chair and he's only 40. So that's just going to there's going to be this these growing pains and this element of finding his rotations and finding his windows and where he can affect the, the team and obviously it would help to get Zion back. But um, no, I think that's a very popular move. I don't know anybody that doesn't have a great things to say about Willie Green, including Steve Kerr, who I've talked to many times about Willie. And uh, I was just texting with Grant Hill tonight, who was on the call for NBA TV. And, and we were having a text conversation about Willie. Um, he's very close with Willie Green, one of his guys, as he calls him. So I don't think um, 
I don't think there's been any blowback whatsoever about Willie getting a chance to be a head coach. It was almost inevitable. You could kind of feel uh, as he was coming through the assistant coaching rankings and then his particular focus specifically on the defense was excelling. Uh, you knew this was going to be a guy that well, was going to get his chance and I'm sure he's going to have his growing pains now, but uh, all arrows pointing up for Willie Green and the Pelicans, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And the growing pains are, are starting early for him. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> not from him, it's more just from the injuries with Zion Williamson being out. Brandon Ingram missed last game. He's questionable for tonight's game. Devontae Graham now questionable and just seems like for the Pelicans, here we go again. But what stuck out to me, and I'll get your thoughts on just what you've seen through some brief interactions with watching them through their first seven games is this team's been in every game for the most part besides their first couple and just haven't been yeah. able to get over the hump. What have you kind of seen from them in your preparation for tomorrow's game? Well, the things that I like, the fact they play hard. I mean, they play really hard to the end. I mean, they they had a chance to beat the Knicks. And without Zion, without B.I., I, I just – I was so impressed. You know, I was expecting to flip that game on, watch a half. It was going to start to get ugly in the third quarter, and I was going to move on. But, uh, first of all, I enjoy watching the Knicks this year. They're a very entertaining team. And I really was impressed with how they're playing. Herb Jones is a guy that I covered in the NCAA tournament. Um, I remember my partner in the NCAA tournament, Jim Jackson, was raving about him. Like, I can remember spe specifically him saying, like, this guy's a real one. That's going to play in the NBA. And, you know, he was a defensive player of the year in the SEC. So I'm very excited to see him uh, excel early. He's getting a lot of run. He's actually scoring a few points now, too. That was always the big question I had uh, with Herb Jones. And, you know, I love um, I love that Alabama program. Nate Oates is a Wisconsin guy, the head coach there at Alabama. So we share that. Uh, Wisconsin. We grew up about 15 minutes apart. So um, for me, I think, um, you know, everything is just in placeholder mode right now. Valanchunas is great. You guys had a great offseason. I'm a believer in David Griffin. I'm a believer in Willie Green. I love your young talent, but everything is centered around Zion Williamson. So there are realistic concerns about his health and the lower body injuries that he's had. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's out of reach or out of line to ask those questions about his, his foot, his knee, his conditioning. Um, that's going to be the question every time you see Zion. We all can't wait to see Zion on the floor. So those are major questions for me um, because with Zion, you're a totally different team. I think the Pelicans are a playoff team with a healthy Zion Williamson. But the question is always boils down to the ability question. He's got a lot of ability, but availability is the one that, uh, you know, we're all wondering about right now. So that's kind of the bottom line. Everything else is just, taking these guys as they are. I think Brandon Ingram is, is a star. He's been an all-star. Um, I love the off-season moves you made with Valanchunas. That three-team trade was great for, for the Pelicans uh, because I think Valanchunas can bring it every night, doesn't have many days off. Uh, I like Graham a lot. I'd like to see him more efficient, but I think Devontae Graham is a really nice piece there. And so got some nice pieces in New Orleans, and I think you guys will probably grow and build together and if you don't get Zion back in some healthy way, it'll it'll be, you know, on into the lottery, I think. If not, uh, if he comes back, then who knows? You guys have the kind of team that can make a run. 
Yeah, pretty big road trip for this Pelicans team. That's one in six without Zion in the news today. It doesn't seem like he's coming back within the next two or three weeks. So this road trip could be very important for the Pelicans as far as digging themselves in too big of a hole in order for them to come back. They have to dig themselves out of it. But um, before I let you go, a couple more questions for you. When we talk about tonight's game here between these two teams, I know we kind of talked about each team right now, but is there a top storyline for you heading into this game? Or is it, you know, it's so early that it's kind of hard to pick out storylines when both teams have played a handful of games. But is there anything that you're looking out for tonight between these two teams in this matchup? Well, Phoenix is uh, Phoenix is the top story. Uh, Zion is the Pelicans' top story. We'll have to certainly get into that and talk about that. And, of course, Stan Van Gundy is my partner tonight. And, you know, just his expertise of the organization and, um, you know, the one year on the job. So I think um, he's great about it. He's funny about it. Uh, we'll talk about uh, his one year at the helm. And I know he was disappointed to lose that job, but, you know, he's not a guy that uh, you can hurt his feelings uh, very much. So he's, 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 he's good with it. So obviously when we come on the air and Stan is seen, then that's, uh, that's something we'll get into. But, you know, for Phoenix, it's, it's more about what they are and then how they compare to the rest of the West elite. So, uh, you know, that's kind of our storyline early in the year. And then we start to, uh, as these younger players come out, we try to introduce you to them. We, we, we will introduce people to Willie Green. Uh, a lot of people, insiders know his background. A lot of casual fans who watch the national broadcast don't. You guys are heavily into it, obviously, on your local broadcast. But, um, you know, when you pop onto a national scene, there are players to introduce um, certainly Herb Jones is one of those guys. And so we'll, we'll get into the newcomers where they are Zion. And then for the Suns, it's, it's Chris Paul, it's Deandre Ayton, um, it's bridges it's there, you know, and then Booker is obviously their headliner from a scoring perspective. So we'll be heavily on them as well on their home arena. And, and, uh, and we'll just kind of break it down and, and try to project what we think, the season will be like for both teams. It's this early in the season. What would you say before I let you go here, your most su surprising thing that's happened in the NBA this season, whether it's a certain team that you're like, wow, they've really gotten off to a good start as we tape this Chicago just <laughs> with another big win against Boston. Even some of the teams in the East, like Charlotte, um, really getting out there, Washington, even though they lost to Atlanta, it's still at, at five and two already. Um, has there been any team that's kind of been the, wow, I can't believe, them right now or or is it kind of too early to even tell that uh the bulls for sure um and the miami heat and yeah. the miami heat falls under the not so much the wow i didn't expect it but wow when all the when you see all the pieces and how they've been assembled it's a wow and even though you're thinking about it this off season and thinking about man i mean lowry's such a nice addition there and just that team has such grit and, you know, Jimmy Butler was just named player of the week in the East and the, you know, they don't, they don't play the way a lot of teams play. Um, Duncan Robinson's not even shooting that well yet. And uh, they have had some very impressive wins. They've had some wins without Bam Adebayo. They've had some really impressive moments and windows on the floor. So, so Miami and Chicago are kind of the team's, that I'm looking at, there's a little bit of um, wow and a concern for the Lakers and their age and how they get through the regular season. There is some depth questions as well with the Miami Heat. How do they get through the regular season? But 
Um, you know, and then I always keep a close eye on the Bucks. I live in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So, and I know them. So I've known Mike Budenholzer for 25 years. Um, and I'm, and they're off to a little bit of a slow start. They've got a lot of injuries and guys that aren't playing. And I'm just, I'm curious to see the title defense, you know, very similar storylines, except they want it, but similar storylines to the Suns as they now become, you know, they're not the upstarts. They're not, um, they're the ones that everybody's trying to chase down. So those are probably uh, be the ones I'm looking at, but maybe the bulls are probably at the top of that list. Now that I'm spitballing with you here. Yeah. The, the Pelicans were in Chicago for um, the second game of the season and man, oh man, they put on a show there. They're certainly not yes. fun to watch that light from my perspective, but they've been certainly fun <laughs> to watch uh, any other night. So they've definitely been someone that I've been looking forward to. That's Brian Anderson. He'll be on the call tonight. Pelicans and sons on TNT with Stan Van Gundy and Allie force. Always a good time when Brian comes on and Brian, I really appreciate it on a travel schedule between that you coming on for these 15 minutes. I really appreciate it and have a great call. Well, Dan, I appreciate it. Always good to be with you, my friend and uh, my best to everybody there in new Orleans. Absolutely. That's Brian Anderson on the call tonight for Pelicans and sons on TNT. And there he goes. Should be a fun one tonight. Again, it's a late one. Grab your coffee, stay up. It's the Pelicans and the sons again, watching it on TNT. But if you feel like turning down the volume, Nothing against Brian. We'll have the local call for you on ESPN New Orleans. 100.3 FM and the Pelicans Radio Network presented by Smoothie King. But again, it'll be Brian, Stan Van Gundy, and Allie LaForce. It's a four-game West Coast trip for New Orleans. The first three will be at 9 p.m. Central. Again, tonight will be at 9 between the Pelicans and the Suns. Wednesday, Pelicans and Kings at 9 p.m. Central. So already the third back-to-back of the season for New Orleans. I guess getting him out of the way early will certainly be nice, but it feels like Pelicans have played the most games in the league already through the first part of the season, and they'll have a day off, and then we'll be in San Francisco on Friday against the Warriors at 9, and they'll wrap things up next Monday at 7.30 in Dallas. We'll have a great week of shows for you on the Pelicans podcast. Wednesday's show will feature Kyle Draper, the television voice of the Sacramento Kings, so we'll get you ready for that one tomorrow night in the second night of a back-to-back. And then on Friday, we'll have Mark Spears from ESPN's The Undefeated. He has a great article coming out. We'll fill you in on that. It does relate to the Pelicans, and we'll hear from him on Friday. Well, until tonight, from the Footprint Center in Phoenix, for Brian Anderson, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by CQ.